0: Hello, Liturgy Guy listeners. This is your host, Jesse Weiler, and we are back with Season 3 of the Liturgy Guys. I'm so excited to uh, to be posting new episodes every week. Thank you for your patience as we are on our hiatus this summer. And as always, don't forget to support us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com liturgy. This week... Episode 1 of Season 3, we are talking about music and what you should slash can sing in the liturgy. What do the church documents say? What does our tradition say? All of that. It's a beautiful conversation. Anytime we get a chance to talk about music and liturgy, I just absolutely love it. So without further ado, Season 3, Episode 1 of The Liturgy Guys.
1: Enjoy. I'm going to talk to you today about the Mass.
2: The liturgy is what enculturates the gospel for us.
1: Buddy, some kind of ultra boy?
2: And, and it enculturates it into our day-to-day life, our, our day-to-day
0: existence. It's pretty dang exciting, huh?
2: We're called not to some crapshoot called life, but to an adventure in fidelity that beckons us to cast out to the deep.
0: The Liturgical Institute is proud to present the Liturgy Guys.
3: Back here in Madison, by the shores of... Yep. I don't hear myself in my ears, by the way.
0: The beaches of Madison. I i literally just asked you if your headphones were okay.
3: Well, actually, maybe the... Uh, oh, that's better. Whatever you just did is way
0: better. Dennis, uh, or sorry, Chris, would you like me to turn Dennis's voice, just his voice down on your headphones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are in uh, the lovely man. beaches of Madison, Madison County. That's uh, right. They've
3: had so much rain here that the water is... Uh, Lapping
2: up against, against the, the cathedral uh, here. We're yeah. here at the
3: Cathedral Parish of St. Patrick in Madison. Thank you to Rector, Father. Monsignor. Monsignor, my lord. All of
2: the above.
0: Yes.
3: Some We're of the above. Allowing us to use this. Because Chris lives in an obscure, out-of-the-way
2: place, so we have to meet in the middle.
0: Right. Chris, you had some bad flooding, huh? huh?
2: Yeah, lots of Wisconsin. Uh, Madison had bad flooding. A lot of the streets on the way to the cathedral. Did you, in fact, did you notice sandbags as you came in? I, I see sand, when
0: I ever come to Madison, I always see people sandbagging.
2: I just always
0: see people Sandbaggers,
3: yeah. I don't know what that means exactly, but. That sounds like hard work. Sounds like a thing church musicians do.
2: Sandbagging? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a transition is
3: that?
0: Well, that, that's our topic today, right? <laughs> that's our topic. Yes. What? topic, Wait, what is our topic today? You
2: guys really did not disclose any of this I know, to we me, tried to keep it secret. Keep you in the dark. We are going to talk uh, today, Jesse, about the uh, liberal, we're going to talk about liberal music, the liberal choices, uh, the many choices and possibilities for the opening song, as described, as described in the general instruction of the Roman Missal. And libre means, what, free? Yeah, yeah, the the, the, the many, many possibilities. I think uh, um, church musicians are rather myopic in their... That Vision and choice so means nearsighted. That's right. Someday yeah, they're going to I'll, make the little very book. very early in season three. We're using a uh, large work. Chris Carston's little we, book of we, yeah. We
0: could talk about the flux and NASA nihil epilification of music in in the church. True, but you know what this is by the way. Season one, season three. Episode one. Season three, episode one. Ding, ding, ding. That deserves a bell. We get a bell for that.
3: Who knew we'd be in three seasons?
0: I think the real award goes to Chris for tolerating Dennis and I for three years so far. Finally, Jesse, you've said something that I am in complete
2: agreement with. He's fairly intolerant most of the time.
0: (laughs) Okay, so we're talking about options. Options. Okay, Yes. legitimate
2: options. Legitimate options. options. Uh, Dennis, as you know, next... uh, January will be the 25th anniversary of Viriatates Legitime*, which means legitimate variations. There are illegitimate variations, too. Uh, These here, as described in the germ, are uh, the choices that the church herself puts forward for us to sing. So I wanted to look at those and actually give some examples, because often we'll refer to this paragraph. And I should say, too, there's a similar paragraph for the music at the Offertory and at Communion. There's actually nothing in the germ about music at the... Wait, inclusion. wait, 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 Chris.
3: Yeah. What? What I hear you saying is there is something other than a questionable hymn at the beginning, a questionable hymn at the end, and a questionable hymn at Communion?
2: Well, that's not the paradigm, at least uh, on paper or in the tradition. And so that's what I wanted to... Uh, to look at. Right, because hymns, as even the newer documents say, are not proper to mass, properly speaking. Right. right? The the most uh, recent uh, document or of norms on church music, at least in the United States, is Sing to the Lord: Music in Divine Worship. Is that two thousand seven? Put out by the so? USCCB, yeah, Bishop's Conference in America. It, it, it'll say explicitly that uh, uh, metrical hymnody, which is what most of us mean by hymns, is. is Properly situated in the church, in the liturgy, of the hours. For most of the church's life, she's been singing antiphon, scriptural antiphons and psalmody at these places. So, to-
0: what hymnody and psalmody? I hear those a lot. So,
2: psalmody is. The Psalms, the put, 150 put Psalms. music, sung? Yes, okay. yeah. And I'm gonna give you examples of all of these things. Okay, and hymnody it. is? Uh, a hymn by St. Thomas Aquinas, or Gerard Manley Hopkins, or John Henry Cardinal Newman, By or nature, Marty Haugen. By or, nature, not rooted explicitly in scripture. Right, it may okay. or may not be scriptural, but w- one of the things that makes it different is it's called metrical, or measured, or metered. Right. And so there you would have eight syllables times four lines. This is called a long meter hymn, isn't that right? So you'd have eight syllables, eight syllables, eight syllables, eight syllables. And so the meter comes first and you somehow have to fit the words into the meter for it to work. Well the meter can work in chant
3: too. When you're talking about metrical hymns, what you're talking about is the modern notation of so many beats per measure, right? So you have a three, four measure be one, two, three, one, two, three. They're all even um where you can have a number of syllables even in chant you know but it it means that it's kind of in a modern notation of music that crams the words into a pre-existing rhythmic pattern
2: yeah well but see with with, with chant uh it's the words that come first and the meter may or may not be there i mean think of the gloria as found in the, the missile it's not in four four time or three four time it's just uh, a phrase takes as many syllables as it needs to get the syllables out,
3: and it lets and the text be primary all, instead of cramming text the text primary. into a pre-existing musical thing. Now, right. we're not out to cause trouble here, right, Chris?
2: No, no, so we're many we're, people... we're out to. Uh, no, really, what I talked about uh, the, the liberal choices. I mean, I. I there, there's so many other options that the church gives us, you know, this uh, rubrical, structured, strictured type of. Uh, uh, Did you thinking. say strictured? I said strictured. Is that a word? No. It is. Stricture is. What? Is it a word. is? Yeah. Can't be. It is. Uh, but th- there, there are many choices, and I just, you know, thought we could uh, um, show what these choices are. Yeah, but it's many. not
3: a pure smorgasbord of uh, choices, right? There are at least implied some preferences in the mind of the church about what you sing when? Yeah,
2: apparently. uh, Oh, about what you sing when. Yeah, that's uh, that's very clear. Not when you sing
3: or not, but I mean, what you sing and a hymn is an option, but it's kind of the last, less preferred option. Well, in fact, let's
2: let's go to the uh, let's go to the tape because
3: we've had some uh, discussion (laughs) when Andrew Minkie was with us. He said that he thought that New General Instruction lists the four options of what you can sing, but that you can't really read it as an order of preference because it doesn't say in order of preference whereas other documents have in the past so yeah Let's right. see what those well, things well, are. Yeah, first.
2: yeah. Let's see. Let's see what they uh, has to say. So this is the general instruction of the Roman Missal number forty-eight, and it says in the dioceses of the United States of America there are four options for the entrance chant. Now, as I said before, there's similar sections for the offertory chant and the communion chant. Okay, the first one is the antiphon from the missal or the antiphon with its psalm from the Graduale Romanum or Roman Gradual, as set to music there or in another setting. All right. So if you go to the Roman Missal and you go to we're going to look at the 18th Sunday of Ordinary Time. It has an entrance antiphon that is from scripture. All right, so you can either set that to music somewhere or you can look in the Graduale Romanum, this is the church's official liturgical book, and you can sing it from there. But now this is going to be in, uh, in Latin text. Okay. We'll look at what these samples are. And the Graduale
3: Romanum is the great traditional text that was rediscovered in the 19th century and the early 20th century by all the people who were interested in liturgical reform because they wanted people to inherit the great chant tradition of the church and not just have it be restricted to monasteries. And so the idea wasn't so much like, oh, let's get the music out of the voice, out of the mouths of the people, and so we'll give them, uh, we'll take that chant and give them hymns. It's the other way around. Let's put that in the mouths of the people and teach them to even sing the complicated chants you're of the church.
2: You're absolutely right. I mean, when Pius X in, Trouille, is is like he, Tune, he talks about active participation. Tune. It's uh, mostly the people participating in music. And he's the one who commissioned the Abbey of Salem, refounded by Dom Prosper Garanger, to restore these. Obviously, these, these are all uh, obvious facts. Church, we don't need uh, to state them. Uh, by season three, they should be. <laughs> to, uh, to recover these chants uh, so that the people can sing them. Yeah, so this is motivated by a very pastoral uh, mind and application and heart. Okay, so that's the first option, the antiphon uh, from the Missal or from the Graduale Romanum. The second one is the antiphon and psalm from what's called the Graduale Simplex or Simple Gradual. Uh, Which is it, sometimes not that simple, but simpler. It certainly is simpler, right. still well, in Latin and it's an official book of the church that was meant to help people sing these texts. And make it, right. easier. It, comes, uh, it may have predated this, but uh, the Sacrosanctum Concilium explicitly calls for a simpler set of chants to uh, be developed for smaller churches. Okay, And that's what they mean here. The third option is a chant from another collection of psalms or antiphons approved by the Conference of Bishops or Diocesan Bishop, including psalms arranged in responsorial or even metrical forms. Okay, so this is, uh, again, what we talked about before, taking the psalm text and putting it in kind of a metered so format. We're so still, we're still in
0: like, direct quoting scripture at this point? Yes, these okay.
2: are still psalmony, uh with an antiphon, which may or may not be from the psalms, but is absolutely scriptural. Got it. Now, the simplex and the Romanum are Latin. Mm-hmm. And they're Gregorian chant square note notation, and
3: they're fairly complex. So the, what this third option Chris is saying is something that could be in English and could be set by your local musician for natural, national use or something. It's not the official universal book
2: of the church. Right. And then the fourth is another liturgical chant that is suited to the sacred action, similarly approved by the Conference of Bishops or Diocesan Bishops. This is the hymn. Yeah, although it says chant. It used to it, say song, right? I think in the newer translation it yeah. says chant. I don't know what's behind, uh, you know, what import there is between chant and hymn and song. I think I there was know. some notion that somebody was trying to discourage the idea that
3: any old sacred song, what they would call a hymn, is actually liturgical in character, so they...
2: College yeah, hit. sacred music guess. is different from liturgical music. Liturgical music is uh, singing sing The text of the things. liturgy put to music. Yeah.
0: Can I ask a, a clarifying question sure. here? So this is um, as stated in Sing to the Lord?
2: No, this, this is, is stated in the general instruction of the Roman okay, okay. Missal. So, yeah.
0: and I, I know that sometimes these... Um, Instructions are stacked in a way that they're mentioned in frequent documents possibly mm-hmm. in Sacrosanctum Concilium Musicum Sacrament so on and so forth what other uh, documents does this uh, appear in these
2: yeah it would uh Probably appears in Sing to the Lord. What Sing to the Lord is is kind of a collection of legislation, which in itself Sing to the Lord doesn't have any kind of their norms, their guidelines. the The only time that Sing to the Lord is authoritative is when it cites authoritative sources. The general structure okay, of the being one of them. So I would say what we've just read is probably the the most authoritative. Uh, legislation because on because
0: it's a culmination of other documents no 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 this the general instruction is the universal norms
3: on how to say mass oh okay got it's it. it's the instruction for the roman missile it comes with the missile as the missile is given everywhere in the world but then regional bishops might say okay our, we're going to make recommendations to our country and so they go to gen- the general instruction look at the universal norms going to restate them in ways that are appropriate to people in their place and then see if there's any other things they want to allow
0: Excellent. Right. This
3: is high, high authoritative. General instruction is pretty high.
2: Right, right. I, if there's nothing higher, I don't think. Well, you could go
0: to Colorado and be higher, but <laughs> yeah. I digress.
2: Go ahead. All right, so let's look at some samples of these things just to see what uh, number 48 here has in mind. All right, so I've picked out, uh, I've tried to uh, find samples of these four things. Actually, we'll see, there's more than four options, really, from the 18th Sunday of Ordinary Time. All right. So if you go to the Roman Missal and you open up uh, to the 18th Sunday of Ordinary Time, you'll see the first thing you'll see is the scriptural antiphon for that uh, uh, Sunday. That's and the entrance. This is the entrance okay. antiphon, and we'll see here it comes from Psalm 70, and here's the text: "O oh God, come to my assistance, O oh Lord, make haste to help me. You are my rescuer, my help. O oh Lord, do not delay." Words from Scripture.
0: That sounds familiar. That's in the well. It's office. the opening to the yeah. Liturgy of the Hours too. Yes,
3: but. What has it already done? It's established maybe something about the readings, the mass for that day. Uh, It it inspires you to think, oh, God has to help me and come to my assistance. He's my rescuer from sin and death. And it it reminds you of your own desire. Like, I wish he would come now. I wish he would help me now. I want to be holy now. And so it's very different from just any old song. It's a particular particular text. Yeah. Orients um, you to God. I call it liturgical
2: orientation coffee
3: <laughs> <laughs> it wakes yeah, like up your uh, your sleepy brain to start thinking that about is what, what a masses. great
2: way yeah. to say it i love it well and, and listen to this this is the opening prayer from the 18th sunday it begins draw near to your servants O lord and answer their prayers with unceasing kindness which is an echo of the entrance antiphon and so it doesn't always work like this but we find the liturgy kind of overlapping what she wants you to take away from uh, from it, and so this entrance antiphon is uh, a common theme. You know, we, if we have theme masses, the theme is set by <laughs> the uh, uh, by well, the scriptures. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a have a saint, for instance, and
3: use the common for doctors, that, you know, it's he who ponders the law of the Lord day and night. Will yield fruit in due season, right? That's a scriptural line, but it's about the doctors who ponder the law and then teach it and then it in fruit due they yield fruit to others, right? So it's not just any old thing that seems to be whatever. It's actually about the mass of the day. So this kind of coherence of ideas is
2: important here. Okay. So how could this antiphon be set to music here's oh some examples God,
3: come to my assistance oh uh, lord make haste to help me that
2: could be one option
3: okay but let's uh, can i let's play the spoons them, on that
2: let's take them in <laughs> but the, you uh, see
3: how that is not a good representation of the natural way the words move or the way that the, what the meaning of the word is not being Amplified by that, all it is is a distraction, and you have to cram the little words and come to my assistance, right? Instead of the way it should be. So now Chris is going to do something.
2: Yes, yeah, so well, I'll sing uh, the the first. I'll sing Oh God," and then you come in, uh, Dennis. This is uh, a setting. What do you want me to sing? You just uh, you listen. just listen for now, <laughs> come on, Jesse. guys. Uh, this is from Adam Bartlett's Lumen Christi Missal, and you'll find the exact text set to um, set to music. All right, Oh
1: God. Come to my assistance. O oh, Lord, make haste to help me, you are my rescuer, my help, O oh, Lord, do not delay.
2: And then what would happen is the verses of Psalm sixty of 70 would be sung, let there be shame and confusion on those who seek my life. Let there be and,
3: shame and confusion on those who seek my life.
2: And then we'd go back and repeat the antiphon again. So, If you look at this text, it goes, oh, God, right? It's not, oh,
3: oh, 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 God. God. (laughs) (laughs) So God is up there. So the prayer (laughs) is going from earth to heaven. Oh, God, come to my assistance. Because the natural accent is on the word
2: assistance. It's not assistance or assistance. It's assistance. Especially not the latter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So there's there's, uh, one option. The other on the next page is what's given in the Graduale Romanum. Or the Roman Gradual. All right, so this is the same one. Uh, Try to come in at the asterisk.
1: Deus in auditorium. Jesse join in you didn't, oh, probably me that me. Enough. <laughs> didn't that's probably that enough
0: of that. that so wait that was the Latin translation or the Latin yes. origin for that's, the English that's the Latin
2: right? text of "O God come to my assistance O Lord make haste ah, to okay. help me you are my whatever the but see we only voice. got through
3: the first line and it was quite a bit longer already so they, yeah. pe- they pictured this kind of thing being in a big church a high ceremonial there's be a long procession and a lot of incense around the altar and you have to fill a good amount of time so it's a really full expression Very often seen in the monastic context because their job is to pray fully and not just run through things.
0: Yeah, we're just in the minor leagues there. But just because (laughs) it's the
3: often in the monastic doesn't mean that the average person in the pew isn't supposed to have a chance to encounter this, right?
2: Yeah, if you can go a whole year without ever hearing this, I mean, you don't always have to take this first option, but... Once a year? Or your whole life is a most life?
3: people don't even know this exists or that it's right. considered yeah, I kind of normative.
2: Right? I didn't know it existed until
0: I started working here, so mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Right. So imagine you know, like a really high level football game in the Super Bowl and all this kind of stuff is going on and then they're taking their timeouts and they're working all their plays and they're doing the highest level possible game. And then there's pickup football in your backyard, right? Or and there's preseason. Tossing the ball around. <laughs> They're both the same game, but one is that game at its fullness of richness. And if you only saw, you know, pick up football, you might think that's all it is. Or even worse, just never saw football before. So here we are. Even presenting, worse. How could you even
2: never <laughs> see Presenting one? the highest version of it. All right. Okay, let's go to number two in the germ, the antiphon and psalm from the graduale simplex for the liturgical time. What they mean there is the graduale Romanum has proper chance for every single Sunday in the year. What the graduale simplex is, it's not only uh, simpler in its structure, but it doesn't have a set of music for every single Sunday. It has, for example, for ordinary time, which has 33 or 34 Sundays, it has eight settings. And then you pick one according to- uh, And you fit the text into the to the music? Uh, no, no. It gives it, you text and music. It's composed. But you're yeah, you're going to want to pick something that is uh, of the same theme uh, of that particular oh, Sunday, okay. right? So you Got just it. don't blindly pick. Let's go number three. Or number seven? You think, okay, you look at what the... So it's kind the of antif- like the,
0: the hymns of today. You, they're, you know, the music directors who are looking at what's happening and they pick the hymns depending on it? Well, they
2: should. Most of them, I think, probably look at the readings first and maybe the antiphons not at all. I don't know. But the antiphons should also be uh, looked at in, in choosing music, whether it's from the gradual A. simplex or from, from a hymn.
3: But okay? what, again, to keep in mind is the goal, the bullseye is the graduale Romanum. And then they're like, well, little country parishes and maybe some smaller parishes can't do that. They just don't have the singers. They don't have the time. So what do they do? Well, here's a thing that at least is you know, half as nutritious or two-thirds as nutritious and it puts the right words in and makes it possible to approach the higher thing, um, even if you can't do the full thing. So in the past, people used to say, well, we can't do that. Forget it. And they would either do nothing or throw a few hymns around. Hmm. So this is the
2: if you can't do that, do this. So, oh, how does it go, Chris? Okay. Well, remember what the uh, the antiphon is. Oh God, come to my assistance. Oh Lord, make haste to help me. You are my rescuer, my help. Oh Lord, do not do not delay. So this one uh, is inclinavi Dominus arum suam mici. Incline your ear, O oh Lord, and come to help me. So this so is Latin. It's but Latin. It's the simplex. Yeah. So okay. li- listen to how uh, much simpler it is from what we tried to sing last time. Okay. Inclinavi
1: suami. That's it. Domine aurem tua medet
3: So it's like two or three notes for the verse instead of lots of those complicated notes. Right. So, right. so it's
2: simpler music. Uh, it's certainly much more. Uh, is, that, single. is that always in Latin? Always in is Latin. Simple? Okay. Okay. But look at the third option from uh, from the general instruction which is a chant from another collection of psalms and antiphons approved by the conference or by the bishop. Okay, so here's one. This is from a setting called By Flowing Waters by Dr. Paul Ford. And it is probably the most um, uh, one-to-one translation of the simple gradual as you can find. Okay, Incline your ear, O Lord,
1: and
2: answer me. So you see, it even sounds like the antiphon from the Graduale simplex, and it's a translation of that text. And are there different books that have people who have written these things? There are more and more today. Okay. Like if you, I, as far as I can tell, if you wanted to do this 10, 15 years ago and you you say, okay, you know, where, where are the resources? You say, well... There, there are none. There are, really aren't any.
3: <laughs> or you would just, you know, a music director would scratch him on some paper himself or herself and try them out on the parish, but now there are actually published books giving these options for using these things And okay. Bartlett's, but Lumen Christie series is one, and then Is Bethlehem the Lumen is Christi
0: series that, the type that we just sang, where it was uh, the simplex translated into English?
3: That was the first, well, first one we did was from Lumen Christie, so. It's not necessarily okay. musically like the simplex, but it's using the proper text okay, and it. his compositions, which are either new by him but or— But doesn't Adam the,
2: have a simple gradual? Is that like Yeah, the, the
3: Lumen Christi simple gradual is what okay. we use. That's yeah. the green book we use at the Liturgical Institute.
2: And I think the translations there are more accurate. Yeah, well, yeah. By Flowing Waters came out before
3: the, or mm-hmm. the translation of the new missal, so there. So the, he's updated. I would say inside. the
0: point is there, there are lots of options and variations exactly
2: that the are legitimate. We haven't even talked about hymns yet. We've looked at one, two, three, four options so far. All right. Uh, But notice the paradigm in all of them is scriptural antiphon, psalm. For all of them, that's the common theme. And and even if you're not using the direct uh,
0: scripture references that are in the liturgy of that day, there are still options that can be cohesive with what that Mm. quote-unquote theme of the Mm -hmm, Mass is. mm Mm-hmm.
2: All right, so when we go back to the the germ number uh, 48, number three was this uh, antiphon and psalm, which we just looked at. But it says, uh, including psalms arranged in metrical forms, and so Oregon Catholic Press has a set of antiphon and psalms set to common hymn tunes. Okay, Now this one that, I, that we're about to sing isn't really very common as far as I'm concerned. But the antiphon is, Oh God, come to my assistance. Make haste to help me, Lord. Confound all those who seek my life and put to shame my foes. Which is exactly, or almost exactly, mm-hmm. the text. Can we try to sing this, Dennis? Except he's changed it to aid because assistance was too hard. So. Oh well, God, come but, to, because come the to words because right? the words now have to fit into the the meter. Right. the meter. So, they have to make first. some little adaptations that shouldn't change the meaning too much, but they do step away from the precise yeah. wording of the original. See, what's I think this is a theological point too. I mean, our redeemer happens to be a word, and so there's always a primacy of the word in the liturgy that the music attends to and serves that word. But in this instance, there's almost a you're giving a nod to the music first and you're having to bend the word to fit into the music like a haiku you know
3: translate this haiku from one language to other you have to follow that pattern of syllables and you have to make english work that way it might not mm. give the precise nuance of the original language but it has to fit that meter
1: all right let's try to sing this oh god come to my aid make haste to help me lord Confound all those who seek my life, and put
2: to shame my foes. So That's the antiphon, and then you would sing the the psalm verses to that same tune. All right, all right. Now, so, put to shame my foes. It's not quite exactly the same as. Well, it's the what he had to do is he had to take the first line of the ver, uh, of the psalm and kind of tack it on to the uh, to the antiphon. It's kind itself. of
0: tacky. Mm-hmm. it is kind.
2: <laughs> but the idea is at least if it's not
3: exact text and exact chant based on the gradual, at least you're getting some pretty decent approximation of what the church wants you to think about on when the priest is un- entering the church.
2: Yeah. Well, and two, I mean, think of uh you know one of the con- one of the um... Council's Four Constitutions was Dave Arum. about the Word of God, opening up the Word of God to the faithful so they can be nourished by the Word and the double table of uh, the Word in the Eucharist. And the church is serving up uh, an entree yeah. of scripture. Mm-hmm. In it's this. like more you know, word.
0: It is. When, when you're using these types of thought processes, you get more of the Word. So do you want the TV dinner version or do you want the gourmet version? Right, The church has
3: always said the gourmet version is better for us because we get the fullness of the flavor.
2: Salisbury steak sounds real good right Mm. now. All right. So option number four from the general instruction of the Roman Missal is another liturgical chant suited to the sacred action. All right. So I tried to find a hymn uh, which was similar in its uh, verbiage to the antiphon, and this I'm one is
3: get, for, get ask for help in kind the of song. Right? Yeah,
2: help us, O Lord, to learn the truths Thy Word imparts. To study that Thy laws may be Thy laws may be inscribed upon our hearts. Help us, O Lord,
1: to learn the truths thy word imparts, to study that thy laws may be inscribed upon our hearts. Bum, bum. All right. So there you have it. So that is a
3: classic metrical tune right there. So there's... Notes that happen at a regular interval, and they're not necessarily so
1: that's following. him that's himnity? That that's a, a hymn. hymn. Okay, so
2: somebody composed that text besides King David, right? <laughs> yeah. So or it wasn't so the it actual wasn't text from the missile, but it was about it was close. similar kind of
3: yeah. idea. Is there
0: any type of um a liturgical theme or text that would in, uh, encourage us to go make a difference? Or I was, was just thinking <laughs> that, <laughs>
3: go
2: make a difference. Well, what does that mean? Well, in all of this, so, so let's recap. What are the what are the options given by the general instruction? So you have the missal, uh, you, you have the antiphon from the missile set to music, and we sang Adam Bartlett's there, or the antiphon from the Graduale Romanum. You have the antiphon and psalm from the Graduale Simplex, that's in Latin. You have the antiphon and psalm from uh, another setting approved by the bishop or an antiphon and psalm in a metrical form so those are the first five not not
0: approved by the bishop
2: well uh (laughs) no this should should be okay okay yeah um but notice these first five options are all scriptural and then the last the sixth option or the final option uh is is another hymn but well it says a liturgical chant another right good point. so
3: that's interesting you know i went to two first communions last year two years ago each one of them in two different states ended with all the kids singing this little light of mine. That was the, first of all, there's no recessional hymn really, or antiphon. That's an interesting point, right? There is no antiphon mentioned at the end of Mass. There's no presumption that you'll sing anything on the way out of Mass. At least not in the general instruction of the right. Roman Missal. No, it's a you know, a cultural thing that we do. But if you're going to do that, then, well, what's a sending forth song? What's a song that relates to go and make the world holy? This little light of mine, how many problems are there, right? First of all, it's Christ light and you know all that. So these things are not just some kind of weird rules, do this or else. It's really how can we make the word of God penetrate into our minds and hearts?
0: And there's plenty of antiphons and psalms set to music that talk about being fed, you know, by by God and, you know, feeding us and giving us and nurturing us right. that we could choose from if we wanted to do something. Again. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. That's the missile is full of option after option after option
2: of almost endless variety that the church gives as normative. And if this podcast helped to open up some of those treasures, we're off to a good start. I hope so. All right.
0: Thank you, guys. That was amazing. I loved it.
2: So why go to the Liturgical Institute? Well, if you want to serve the church and do liturgical studies from the heart of the church, you won't find any place quite like this, This place is faithful to the magisterium, but it's a dynamic orthodoxy, not dry. And at the same time, it not only makes the faith come alive, it also empowers you to help that be the experience for others as well. Hi, I'm Dr. Scott Hahn, and I want to warmly recommend the Liturgical Institute for your consideration. Pray about going and studying and sharing the richness of our living tradition.
1: Mail call! Oh, Oh, Moses, Moses, why do you question me? Why do you care? Today, we have a similar debate over this.
3: Anyone know what this is, class? Anyone?
0: All right, we have a question. Yes. From somebody named Mike or Denise.
3: Well, Mike <laughs> and or
0: Denise. I, it must be like a shared email account. Yeah, but, okay. Mike Denise. Um, but this is a good question because I actually asked Chris this very same question a while ago.
2: That's why it's a good question? <laughs> yeah. Because you asked? Because him? I asked. Yeah,
0: yeah, obviously.
2: That's why it's still a question. Okay. <laughs> he asked me.
0: <laughs> Go. All right. Uh, Mike... And or Denise says My question involves Appropriate gestures When receiving the Eucharist At my church After receiving the host People who are not Receiving from the chalice Just usually rush by On their way back To their pew Some folks Including myself Make a bow Or nod Of acknowledgement Please inform us What would be The best gesture So um, I think the core of this Because this was Kind of how I felt Is you go And uh, receive the Eucharist And then there is a, A line for The precious blood and you don't always receive, and there may be like one or two people distributing, and it kind of feels weird that you're just walking right by Jesus. Um, But then also, if you stop and then nod, somebody might bump into you because of the traffic pattern. So what, what would you say about that?
3: I think it's fair to say that nothing is legislated about that. Chris, would you agree? I
2: don't know anything that is. So yeah, there's nothing on the books about what you should or shouldn't do. If you're not receiving you're the Eucharist at that moment, but walking by, right? So you know, So in the absence of anything definitive, any norms, any rubrics, what is reasonable, would you say?
3: Well, I, I guess the question is, uh, nobody ever foresaw four or five extraordinary ministers with the chalice, so they never came up with the rule. So you have to refer back to the principle, which is, what, do the best thing that provides the most reverence to God without causing unnecessary interruption to other people reverencing God,
2: (laughs) receiving God. Well, you're right. It would be a picture of my own cathedral. Imagine you receive from, uh, you receive the host from the patent, and then there's four chalices you have to walk past. I mean, do you stop at each one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the answer to that is No. I think um, the act is a procession at that point right Yeah so. I uh, what um, you know the questioner is about rushing past kind of um, and you know by that probably means you know without any recollection or any right. thought I mean well, that's not a good alternative either but I I think you know processing walking back to your place in a prayerful reverence past the the other ministers holding other sabori or chalices is reasonable and suitable in my estimation. Sure.
3: You know, when um, I guess if you want to tease out a principle, when you talk about processions and, you know, ultra servers who come in, if they're carrying a cross, even when they're coming in the first time at mass, they don't genuflect. To the tabernacle, they, they bow their head because their they're head. carrying a cross, right? Like it, yeah. You can't hold a cross and genuflect very easily, so the the church gives this. So if you're out. holding if a you, baby.
2: If you, if you don't, gen- <laughs> if you pass uh, a side chapel where the Eucharist is reserved, you walk past it in a, an entrance or recessional procession. So yeah, I think um, I would say even if you're at an extraordinary
3: form mass, right, and there might be two priests on either side of the gate a distributing communion, if you walk past one after you've received communion, I don't think that people ever stopped and it or nodded so i mean i do that sometimes i have to say if i'm walking past an extraordinary minister with the it feels weird i nod my head right especially if you're not receiving
0: but you could also make i know it sounds cheesy you know like you can make a gesture in your heart like an acknowledgement in your heart saying like i not i mean we all know what that is and if I think, just like you said earlier, if you're walking by, walking by prayerfully and reverently, that can be just as much of a sign of reverence. Mm, right. as and the
3: person who's receiving is the one who's reverencing the precious blood at that moment. Right. Anyway, so
0: so I guess the best thing is, in your heart, love Jesus there. I always have a hard time changing lanes from the cup from the chalice reception lane and back into the general lane, you know. We don't have turn signals. Mer- as Merging uh, back in. Yeah, so you got to like look over your shoulder, check your rear view mirror. Right, you make don't sure know the
3: person, where the person behind you is. Yeah,
0: anyway. All right, well thanks Mike slash Denise. And if you have a question for us, you can email us at questions <laughs> at liturgyguys.com <laughs> or tweet us at liturgyguys. Thank, Thank you, you and, and God, God bless. bless. The Liturgy
3: Guys is produced by the Liturgical Institute.